Golf News RI presents The Golf Dudes Podcast Here are the dudes Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of the Golf Dudes Podcast I'm Joe Calabro and joining me today We welcome back the prodigal son For the first time in a month or so uh, Rich Capali returns to the podcast. Rich, uh, it's good to see you. Uh, where have you been? How have you been? And yeah, welcome. just <laughs> had to uh, had to play Santa for like eight weeks. Um, picked up some extra shifts at work because um, there ain't nothing else to do. It's disgusting out. Um, but yeah, everything's all right. That everything's back to normal now. Normal shift, normal hours, normal schedule. So everything's pretty much back to normal. Good. Well, happy to have you back. You picked a good week to come back because there's a lot of stuff going on, and uh, there's been a lot of stuff going on. PGA Tour returns, of course, or has returned, of course. The Netflix trailer dropped on Wednesday, uh, so that was exciting, and we'll get into some of that. Obviously, uh, a couple of local things going on, but first we should tell you that the Golf Dudes podcast is brought to you by Lynx Drinks. Lynx Drinks is best known for their transfusions in a can. They have three different flavors, uh, the back nine, the front nine, or the front nine or the back nine, whichever one you prefer. And then the obviously regular transfusion. So check out Link Strings at liquor stores and country clubs near you. There are about 20 clubs, golf clubs across the state. So thanks to Link Strings for their continued support and looking forward to uh, doing some stuff with them uh, this year. And we're also happy to be launching the Golf News RI podcast network and uh, uh, our second podcast called Expand Your Brand. Uh, they tape on Saturday morning, so super excited for that, for their first episode. And uh, the podcast network is going to be exclusively sponsored by Vintage Cigar Bar and Lounge down in Westerly and Charleston. So uh, we're excited to be working with them and more to come on that later. Anyways, now that we got the business out of the way, let's uh, get to uh, some of the golf. Uh, we want to get to the PGA Tour. I'm interested in Rich's takes on uh, PGA Tour storylines to watch. Um, obviously the Netflix trailer was fire yesterday. I think a lot of people, I think that got a lot of people are excited. Um, but a couple of local things just to hit on quickly. Obviously the big story of the week, Pleasant Valley was finally sold for $4.1 million. Uh, to me, that doesn't sound like a lot of money, uh, regarding, a golf a golf course, course, regarding a golf course. So maybe they, they've been trying to get out of that for years. Uh, so maybe they just kind of dumped it, but it's going to stay a golf course. It's going to stay private. Uh, but they are going to open the restaurant to the public and um, obviously the banquet hall and stuff for weddings is public. My parents actually got married at Pleasant Valley, so it was kind of funny. Um, but yeah, Pleasant Valley, a historic course, has hosted all kinds of PGA Tour tournaments and LPGA Tour stuff back in the day. Sam Sneed played there, Arnold Palmer, Jack Nicholas. Um, the first couple of CBS Classics were actually there um, back in the very early days. So uh, that was a big story this week, big news. And, uh, you know, hopefully the new owners who are invested in golf, um, you know, they keep it nice and keep the place, keep the place historic. Yeah. yeah. I've never, I've never played there before, so I don't really, yeah. have, I don't really know, uh, know of it or anything like that. But yeah, it's good. It's good to see that golf courses are staying golf courses. Yeah. And it's interesting. This comes, uh, this news came like a week or two after we had published a story about Kathy Whitworth and her history and career at, 
at Pleasant Valley competing in the LPGA Championships. Obviously, Kathy Whitworth just passed away last month or so. Uh, so uh, kind of two things coming into one. So a lot of Pleasant Valley content, but I never played there either. I've never been there um, years ago. And I said this, I tried to write, I tried writing a book about Pleasant Valley. I wanted to write a book about Pleasant Valley. I still kind of do about just the history and the people that have been there and some of the stories with Arnold Palmer and, and, you know, Arnie's army walking the walking the street, the fairways of uh, Pleasant Valley and some of the stuff that's happened there over the years. And then I had a bunch of chapters written and I, all, all the chapters were all the different tournaments that they had there. And, uh, and, and then I, my computer shit the bed and I lost, <laughs> I lost everything and I just haven't had the motivation to rewrite it. Uh, but uh, I would still like to do it. It was, it was a fun project. I mean, I put a lot of, put a lot of research into it, obviously. Uh, but anyway, uh, that's my Pleasant Valley story. So big news there in the local front. And uh, again, uh, $4.1 to me doesn't sound like a ton of money for a golf course. I actually talked to some people about it. Um, but hey, they sold it. Maybe they just wanted to kind of get out get out from under it after years of, years of trying to sell. I mean, Pleasant Valley has been on the block for a while, on and off the block for a while, it feels like. Um, so... It's going to stay a golf course. It's going to stay private. So that's good. It's not turning into like a CVS or something like that. So that was the first big story of the week. Pleasant Valley sold uh, to two new owners. And so congrats to the new owners on buying it. And uh, hopefully you know, they continue to keep up the history of it because it's, it really is kind of an iconic place that really no one even knows about, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> I didn't know any, anything about Pleasant, the history of Pleasant Valley until I started I had no idea. Yeah. researching it for the book and uh, my friend sent me a picture of the, they have a list of the tournaments and winners that played there on, on their wall in the clubhouse. And I was like, holy crap, what a place. Anyway. Yeah. So it's quite a place and hopefully it remains that way. I'm sure it will be. Uh, and the other big story, uh, unfortunately, he doesn't, he doesn't start until Sunday because Corn Ferry Tour, but Davis Chatfield set to make his Corn Ferry Tour debut on Sunday, his first of eight tournaments. He's exempt through eight, the first eight tournaments of the year. Uh, so he's at two. So the Corn Ferry Tour, they re reshuffle after every four tournaments as far as priority. So he gets two, he gets exempt through two reshuffles, basically. Uh, and then he obviously has to play well to earn to earn more, to earn more stars. But he's got eight to work with. He starts on Sunday in the Bahamas. Uh, doesn't suck. <laughs> um, the, first, the first two tournaments are actually in the Bahamas. And then he's got to go. He flies all over the country. It is kind of nuts, actually. But anyway, um, but a big day, certainly for local golf, a big, big deal to have him or anybody uh, playing in the Corn Ferry Tour. And uh, I don't know how many people have followed the Corn Ferry Tour before, but I feel like there's going to be a lot of people following the live scoring on Sunday morning. Yeah, it's a big, big deal. Really big deal. Um, a lot of, a lot of uh, um, social media is getting into the, the whole making the making the making the tour slash getting your card type of thing. So it's nice to get these kids some uh, some recognition finally. Yeah, I mean that's like we talked about before. That's kind of real golf. <laughs> that's when you're. Yeah, you're, yeah. You're I mean, a lot of I think uh, what was it? Uh, Good Good has uh, what's his name? Luke Kwan, I think. And then, uh, who's the other one? Uh, Bob the Sports has no, not Bob the Sports. What's the other one? 
I can't remember his name. I'll, it'll come to me. But yeah, a lot of these guys are hooking up with brands and stuff like that, which is getting the notoriety. Um, and when they hook up with these social media brands, they're getting they're getting their name out there a lot more than the even the PGA would. So it's good to see that these guys are actually doing good for themselves and basically making money playing golf. It's a, just a good thing, you know. Right, they're making money playing golf, but it's also helping them with expenses because they're gonna, yeah, oh, of course, money. yeah, and they're, they're making they're making all, a crap ton more money than they would be if they were just finishing 13th on the corn ferry tour you know what i mean i know i know davis has a bunch of sponsors not a bunch i don't say not a bunch of sponsors but he has a few sponsors that are helping him out obviously his family's helping him out number one but um uh escalate cadillac escalate is one of his sponsors and uh his shirt company is uh holiness and born Okay. So that's recording. That's he posted that stuff on his uh, Instagram page. All his all his shirts and stuff for the for the year, I guess. Must be nice. And his mm. bag is not too not too terrible. Bag looks pretty cool, actually. Anyway, so that starts on Sunday. So we'll have, I'm gonna have a full preview, whole uh, maybe tomorrow or Saturday. I kind of been procrastinating on it because yeah, you know, with the thing starting on Sunday, it's like, well, when do you put the preview up? Like, I'm not gonna put it up like the Monday before. <laughs> it's like yeah. That's like a week plus. I'm waiting to see some other information. Uh, great follow, other than us, of course, for all this is Monday Q Info. Uh, he has a great job of, and he's releasing a documentary series called The Grind. Um, so he does a great job. I actually met him, as you know, a couple years ago, last last year at Triggs. He came to watch a tournament at Triggs, but anyway, so that's something really exciting. We'll have a preview. We'll do, I'll. Uh, talk about his schedule. It's just the first eight tournaments of the year. Again, he has two reshuffles. The Cornfruto reshuffles priority after four tournaments. So he's exempt through two. And then after that, he's kind of you know on his own. So obviously he has to play well. That's the idea. Um obviously one one or two. He he's got he's got eight. So one or two bad tournaments, you know, if he struggles at the beginning, which you wouldn't blame him. It's new, <laughs> it's a new world. Uh, yeah, you know, it's not not the end of uh not the end of the world. But obviously, he has to you know ramp up and, and play well, and I'm sure he will. Uh, I don't know much about the courses that they're playing in the Bahamas and stuff, but um, judging from the pictures that the Corn Ferry Tour has tweeted out, it doesn't look like it sucks. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so that's positive. So Sunday's gonna be a big day for that. Again, we'll have a, I'll have a preview up, and uh, we'll see what else we can do with it. Uh, I'm debating on launching a Davis Chatfield tracker, but they have all these tracker pages and stuff. Um, but problem is it's not on TV and I got to see what kind of tracking the corn Ferry tour leaderboard has, you know, they probably don't, they probably don't have much. It was just, they're just going to change the scores every so often. That's kind of pointless, you know? Yeah. Um, cause like, for example, when Patrick played on the PGA tour, that they had like the live, the, the virtual, uh, simulator thing that you could yep. see, like you said, first shot in the, the fairway, second shot to the green, you know, 300 yards, 200 yards, whatever it was. So that's yeah. how they gave us some information that like, you could use. And obviously, we're out there. So we'll see. Uh, maybe, maybe we'll skip the first time and do see what it looks like and then do the second one. But I always wanted to do like one of those tracker pages. But it would be fun. And now we actually have people to track. <laughs> um, uh, so anyway, so there's that. So big two big things there this week. And, uh, you know, it's... Pretty good for January when we're trying to cram for content. 
Um, PGA Tour is underway. Sony Open will be uh, back at will be in action tonight. Uh, of course, nothing better than primetime golf uh, for sure. Uh, so uh, let's do this. Let's take a commercial break, and then we'll we come back. We'll talk about PGA Tour with Richard Forte, and also we'll break down that trailer that dropped yesterday that Netflix dropped about these full swing uh, docu series, which should be pretty exciting. So. This is the Golf Dudes Podcast. We'll be right back. Uh, Billy Andre joins the show. Billy, thanks so much for doing this, and uh, we appreciate yeah. you taking the time. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm excited. I'm very excited to be joined by an 11-time Emmy Award winner, and that is Armin Katayan. Our Massachusetts Women's Amateur Champion, Allison Pig. The, the days of the country club just being golf and maybe one amenity are gone. Uh, unfortunately, Metacomet didn't doesn't have those. He has a very rare, uh, very rare condition called Kyphal scoliotic Ehlers Danlos syndrome, and at the time of diagnosis, there was only 60 documented cases in the world. I mean, we legitimately played the last four holes at Newport National. You could not see 50 yards. Yeah, welcome back to the Golf Dudes Podcast, Joe Calabro. Rich Capali returns to the show today. And uh, we started the show talking about the Pleasant Valley deal that broke uh, the golf world this week, or the local golf world anyway. And obviously, we previewed a little bit of Davis Chatfield uh, on the Corn Ferry Tour. I'll have a full preview, in-depth preview with all kinds of stuff uh, coming up within the next day or two. Um, so looking forward to that. Uh, so uh, we wanted to get into the PGA Tour. I talked about it a little bit last week on my own uh, as far as the beginning of the season and some of the interesting things going on. Of course, yesterday, Netflix dropped the trailer for for their docuseries called Full Swing, and that airs on February 15th, if I'm not mistaken. So I know there's a lot of anticipation for that, and a lot of conversation for that. But uh, let's start into the PGA Tour. Rich hasn't weighed in yet. You haven't weighed in on things uh, in a while, obviously, because you've been being Santa Claus. Um your your thoughts on this PGA Tour season after obviously what was uh, a crazy year last year with the live stuff and live obviously is not going anywhere it feels like but your your kind of t- thoughts on the the PGA Tour season. I'm not gonna lie, I think uh, I think um, I think live was a bigger a bigger more interesting story than the PGA this year. I mean, um, the fact that the the fact that the U.S. Open was at Brookline was fantastic. Um, that was good, and the Masters, the Masters is the Masters, and Scheffler, uh, Scheffler dominating. Um, what do you get? Four or five wins this season. So, um, and you had the Ryder Cup too. The the massacre, the massacre that was um, the Ryder Cup this year. Um, but yeah, I mean, Liv kind of Liv kind of took over the took over the headlines, whether it would be from players, um what PGA players were defecting and all that. And um, the talk about the world ranking points, how they're going to do that, which is that's still up in the air. Um, also with the TV deals and stuff like that. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think live was a little bit more popular than, than the PGA this year. I don't know about what you think. I mean, I think both, I mean, I think both were fast. I think it was just a fascinating story. In general, really fascinating content. Uh, and I think 
you know, I think live showed that they're not going away, and they certainly ruffled some feathers in a, in a lot of places. Uh, what do you, what do you think? What do you project for this season? What are you looking forward to see? Other than you know, obviously the matches, but for this year on the PGA Tour, this upcoming year, twenty twenty three, it's a Ryder Cup year. Uh, you know, what do you? Uh, what what storylines are you looking forward? No, to? No, it's President's Cup this year, isn't it? Was it Ryder uh, Cup last year? President's Cup was last year. Oh yeah, that's right. And then the yeah yeah, um, more more of the same. I mean, I'm not gonna lie; like it's kind of the same stuff every year. I enjoy my certain tournaments. Obviously, all all four majors. Um, the U.S. Opens at what? Uh, L.A. L.A. Country Club this year, right? Correct. Yeah. Um, uh, the Masters is the Masters. Obviously, I um. I was watching the uh, the college football semifinal, and I saw the first Masters commercial oh, yeah, yeah. on TV. That was that got me all fired up. I was excited <laughs> about that. Um. Uh, but yeah, like I said, the Masters is the Masters. The U.S. Open is you know the U.S. Open. Not so much the PGA. PGA is whatever, and the Open. I don't even know. I'm not even sure where the Open is this year. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I don't really get fired up for like the non-major events unless it's like a you know. Unless it's like the travel, I like I like the travelers, um, mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that. But yeah, more of the same. Live, um, I think Live pretty much has their uh, Live pretty much has their roster. I mean, here and there, I heard this morning that Mito Pereira might defect, but I mean, it's yeah. whatever. He he had one good tournament last year, and now all of a sudden he's on the map. Um, one one good like tournament, like, he crapped his pants on. <laughs> like a good stretch, uh, a good stretch of weeks at the PGA for the PGA and stuff like that, but um. Other than that, I think Liv pretty much has their roster set, give or take a few players. Um, and I'm just I'm more excited to see what they're going to do in the second year, like to 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 be a, to be a little bit different than, than what they did last year to try and get more fans. You know. Well, I think it's good that they're coming. They're going to courses that the PGA Tour was, used to be at. The one in um, um, I can't think. It was a famous tour. I can't think of the name. Was it maybe New? They should come to. They could. They should come to friggin' Boston then. Well, I mean, TBC. Oh, it's a TBC. That's right. I'm an idiot. Yeah. Nah, that won't. That won't fly. And I don't think it doesn't I'm seem like it doesn't seem like they're coming back to the international. But they really haven't released their full schedule yet. It's, no. Man, they're supposed to be. Zombies. I'm pretty sure the people in the media in the media center when we were there said they're not coming back here next year. Yeah. I mean. So. I mean, it wasn't. I mean, the international is not that great of a place to watch golf anyway. So no, it was terrible. The layout was atrocious. It wasn't that great of a place. Other than if you want to see the first tee, like the 18th green. Other than that, if you wanted to walk somewhere, it was impossible. So yeah, um, um, but yeah. So uh, I think it, exciting things about this year. One is obviously the the continuing battle between the PGA and Live. Uh, it's obviously continuing court cases. Is you know there's the 911 families stuff going back and forth, and you have you know the PGA investing the so in, Investigating the Saudi, you know, PIF or whatever. Now there's all these reports that uh, Vince McMahon is going to sell a WWE to <laughs> Saudi Arabia. Well, I heard he saw he sold it, and then they want. Didn't you say that they wanted him back as CEO? I don't know that there was a it was trending on Twitter like all night. Like the stocks, WWE stock went through the roof, and then all of a sudden the next day there was all these people saying that it's not a done deal and not. Didn't happen or whatever. So who really knows? It was a strange. Not that this is a WWE podcast, but it was a strange few days because then all of a sudden Stephanie resigned. And, yeah, and and left the company. Well, uh, rumors were that she was on leave anyways, 
And then she just like, she kind of like extend, just extended the leave more. So. So. Um, and one thing I'm interested in this year is, is that it is a Ryder Cup year. It's a road Ryder Cup year for the U.S. But I feel Italy, like, Italy, right? Yeah. But I, I feel like for the first time and as far back as I can remember, the European team has, and it's not necessary just because of Lou, but obviously it's a part of it. It is. The first time I can remember, the, the European team has more questions than, than the U.S. team. <laughs> yeah, they bring they bring that team they brought to the to uh, what's it called uh, Whistling Straits. I mean, yeah. they're gonna they're gonna absolutely throttle them. But now they can't bring that team because Sergio's gone, Ian Poulter's gone. Uh, you know, so I think for the first time, I think it's a huge advantage for the U.S. Obviously. And because we generally know our guy, who's on the team for the most part, other than a couple of guys that'll sneak in here or there, maybe your boy Kids will sneak in. Um, so I think for the uh, you know first time, you know, there's a lot of question about the Europeans, and no one really knows what what they're gonna look like. I mean, Rory's fine, John Rahm is fine, Fleetwood and Molinari killed the U.S. in a couple a bunch of years ago. Then last then the last Ryder Cup they were non-factors, and now they've really become non-factors in the game of golf, more so Molinari than Fleetwood. Um, yeah. Even that, but even him. So, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting. I think it's obviously a huge, this could, this could turn into a big run for U for U.S. Ryder Cups. They have an opportunity here to really, you know, take And what is it? Does the PGA run the Ryder Cup or does PGA run the President's Cup? PGA Tour runs the President's Cup. The President's Cup, Okay. Yeah, but I, I think, couldn't remember. I couldn't remember which 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 one it was. But does the the PGA of America run the Ryder Cup or the overseeing? Or the, I don't know. I'm not I, sure. I'm not really sure. I'm it could really be like sure. a P, PGA and RNA type of. Yeah, maybe something like that. Yeah, one. but the tour runs the tour runs the Ryder Cup. I mean, the tour runs the Presidents Cup. Excuse me. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's why there was so much controversy about these guys not playing because technically. Uh, you know, you can be, you can play anywhere. And if you're an international, you should be able to play for the international team, whether you play for the PGA Tour or the G Pro Tour, or, you know, if you're good enough to make the team, if you, yeah. there you should play. So, but yeah, so there'll be definitely some controversy with, again, the Ryder Cups in Europe. And I was fine during a Ryder Cup year. And that's always kind of the overarching kind of storyline. It's almost like that kind of makes or breaks the year. In a lot of ways, because there's so much pressure on it, and it's become such a big thing now, more so than it was like before. Obviously, um, that's now it's become like such a thing. With U.S. golf is in such a spot where, you know, they really should be able to rattle off a few in a row here. It feels like to me. So we'll see. That'll be an overarching storyline. Something that we'll fo- we'll think about throughout the course of the year. But exciting to have golf pro golf back. I felt bad for Morikawa last week at the Century Tournament of Champions, uh, just completely falling apart. Uh, but John Rahm obviously played amazing um, to, to catch him. Uh, and this week is, is the Sony Open, so you have some nighttime golf. Um, obviously, it's only only January, but it's still fun to see these guys out there and you know see what, kind of what they look like. It gives you an idea of what you know they're going to be in, in, in some ways. So, so uh, yeah, so a big year for pro golf uh, with that stuff. Um, as we mentioned, when people are, are pumped about it, um, it shook the the social media universe yesterday. Netflix dropped their trailer for their 
PGA Tour docu-series uh, called Full Swing. That dropped on Wednesday. And uh, I don't know what the expectations were. I don't know what people were expecting, but I thought it looked pretty good. I mean, I think it's big that the live guys are in it. And obviously that part of it is going to be covered for sure. I mean, it has to be. Uh, Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka, Poulter. Even Poulter says you picked a hell of a year to follow the PGA Tour, which, was, which I thought was just an amazing quote given, you know, kind of what was obviously coming um, in. So I was excited about it. Um, what, what, you know, what, what did you think of the trailer? And, you know, does that get you uh, more excited about it than you were? I know you were already pumped about it, but uh, what do you think of the trailer? Yeah, it was cool. It was what I pretty much what I expected. Um, and like like Polter said, it was the perfect way to start a fucking series off. Oops, sorry, <laughs> perfect way, perfect way to start a series off. It, there was nothing else you could, uh, nothing more you could want when you're trying to get a series off the ground. Yeah, I think some of the cool things are going to be too, like the behind the scenes stuff, not necessarily on the court. Like you see, like the. They show clips like I think Justin Thomas was driving somewhere, and you know, guys, kids were guys were playing with their their kids or you know whatever. I don't, I don't know every scene that was, in, I don't remember every scene that was in the trailer, but you get the point. Like, yeah. I think some of like the behind the scenes stuff would be cool to watch too, because you want to see what these guys do. Like, what do they do when they get home from around? You know, uh, you know, you know. So, um, I, I think that will be exciting as well. So, um, lots going on. Uh, as far as the rest of the week goes, obviously the Chatfield thing is the biggest story from about Sunday to Wednesday <coughs> or so. Um, and, uh, and then, of course, you have the NFL playoffs. Do you want to give uh, some quick NFL playoff takes? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how many upsets they're going to be. I mean, Buffalo. Cowboy, Cowboys oh. smoke Brady. No, no. Already calling it. Cowboys yeah. smoking Brady. Um... That's really all I care about. I don't really care about anything else. I mean, Giants being the Vikings? Dude, the Vikings are freaking frauds. But I just I just don't think the Giants have enough to beat them. I mean, I'd like I'd like to see it. I mean, I hate I hate the Giants, but you know. Um, but I I just I I don't know. It I mean, it's possible. I just don't think the Giants have enough to beat them. And that those that's really the only two games that are interesting. I mean, Buffalo yeah. and the Dolphins is going to be a disaster. Oh, Buffalo is going to uh, Buffalo no. by thirty, uh, yeah. by thirty at least. That's going to be like Georgia TCU, the NFL version. <laughs> um, um, the other games I remember: uh, Baltimore is playing Cincinnati, but Lamar Jackson. Cincinnati, yeah, Cincinnati's going to roll by twenty. So it's really only two somewhat, yeah. Interesting. Somewhat interesting games on, on the, the, the Bucks divisional game weekend on Monday, weekend. right? I'm sorry. Yeah, Bucks are on Monday. Yeah, Monday night. Yeah, yeah. So, divisional week, divisional weekend is really the best weekend for uh, yeah the playoffs. This extra wild card thing, I'm not really sure I'm a fan of it. Um, well, I mean, it gives but, it gives the it gives the chance for upsets. I mean, you either get you either get a, a decent upset or just a blowout. You know. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, yeah Bill, not- Bill, Bills rolls, Cincy rolls. I think Dallas rolls, um, and that's pretty much it. Oh, who's Se- Seattle's playing? Who? Oh, yes, yeah, Sa- San Fran. The I question with San Fran is, you don't know what Brock Perry's gonna look like. Is he gonna crap his pants in the playoffs? I mean, it doesn't feel like he is, but I mean, you gotta, <laughs> you, never know. you gotta think so, that. You gotta a, think that's a big rivalry. 
Obviously. Yeah, you gotta you gotta think. It's Bridgewater, right? Not Bridgewater. Um, Geno uh, Smith. Smith. You gotta think Geno Smith has a shot with the way he's played all year. I mean, yeah. You gotta think, man. That's their friend. I mean, if it was if it was Jimmy G, then I then I think that they probably wouldn't have a chance. But Purdy's Purdy's untested. Obviously, he's only he played a couple. He only played half the season, or yeah, about half a quarter to the half of the season. Um. I mean, I don't think so. I think I think San Fran will handle them, but I mean, crazier craps happen. So it most certainly has. Well, that's what we have going on. Uh, thanks everybody for uh, following along on this golf podcast. We, we touched on a bit of everything, and uh, so we will keep you posted throughout the weekend on golfnewsri.com. Uh, check out the Davis Chatfield preview that will be coming up in the next couple of days, and uh, obviously we'll keep you updated on other stuff as well. There's a handful of things in the proverbial hopper, uh, some of which I just can't tell you yet. So I'm not. Um, but stay tuned for uh, some more great golf content, both locally and on, uh, and professionally and nationally. So we'll have all that stuff coming for you this weekend. Hope everyone has a great weekend. Have a great rest of your Thursday. Enjoy the golf. Enjoy the football, hockey, whatever else you're watching. And uh, we will talk to you next week. Rich, good to have you back. Thanks for uh, joining the show. Yes, and, sir. We'll talk to you next week. This is the Golf Dudes Podcast. Bye.